Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Stokes flashes it away through the covers for four, and England have won the match. Hello, welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket. I'll look back at the first day's play in the World Test Championship final at the Oval, Australia against India. And although India won the toss, Simon, we're both here at the Oval looking at a sun-drenched outfield. And it was total contrast to the morning where it was cloudy, it was cold. It felt like a good toss for India to win, but they didn't really exploit it. No, and we've seen this before. Someone called Steve Smith just looking as if you just can't get him out. I mean, was there a moment today when India looked like getting Steve Smith out? No. Travis had a bit different, I think. There were times when you thought, yeah, he could be vulnerable, especially when they bowled the short ball to him. But he's had a magnificent day out, hasn't he? It's one of those days as a batter where everything has gone for him. He's played aggressively. He's actually played in, in the way that England are playing in their their test cricket. And it's, it's, it's worked for England, or has been working for England, and it's worked today for Travis Head. He has been far more aggressive in the last two years. It's not a surprise that he's played like this. But goodness me, he played well. He did. Actually, it's funny, but you know, everyone talks about the baseball era and all that. We put up a graphic on the uh, ICC coverage, the, the World Feed coverage today, which was entitled Trav Ball. <laughs> and he is one of the highest strike rates uh, in the last couple of years. I think the, the, the Indians got it horribly wrong, really. I mean, Well, you were in your analyst role today, weren't you, for, for producing the, yeah. the, 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 sort of the stats and the analysis for the ICC. Yeah. What, what, what did that tell you about how India bowled? OK, so they won the toss, mm. green pitches, overcast, and I think they did take three early-ish wickets or two early wickets, but what did they not do quite right? Well, they didn't pitch the ball up enough, and it's something we've often accused England of at, at the Oval as well. I've been talking to various coaches and members of the, the media and all sorts of players over the years, probably even chatting to Matthew Hayden about this, about you've got to pitch the ball up a bit more at, at the Oval because that bounce, 
it, it induces bowlers to just bowl a bit too short and they get overexcited. Actually, if you just kiss the surface and try and almost get the drive going early on, unless it's Matthew Hayden at the wicket when he's probably going to stride all over you. But generally, actually, batsmen are not very good at the drive in the first session or two on a fresh test pitch here. And India just didn't persevere with that length enough. They got the, the wicket of Kawaja very early on. No foot movement, almost a half volley, he nicked to the keeper. But after that, they just didn't find that length enough. They did a few times and went past the edge. But you've got to stick at it. And I think they only bowled 20% on a full length in the first hour and a half. And that was so key. Because they could have had Australia four down. So there was enough in the pitch. It was kicking off a length. You know, a few blows to the fingers to play players like Manus Labuschagne. There was, there was plenty in that pitch early on. And, and two things hampered India. The planning, the persistence on that length. And I think also the other thing that we highlighted later in the day was the fact that all their bowlers are a bit samey. They all bowl from a fairly low trajectory. Their front leg collapses at the crease as they let go of the ball, which isn't ideal for a fast bowler. You want to try and have a brace front leg if you can. And the man they missed... Jasper Brumra does have a brace front leg and would have got more out of it and probably would have bowled a fuller length. So that was kind of essentially what they got wrong. But the Australians were so good at, at weathering the difficult periods and then capitalising when the conditions eased. So you say 20% they bowled full. How, how, how much should they have bowled full? What sort of percentage are you looking at, really? To, 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 you, know, yeah. you can't just bowl full the whole time, can no. you? You have, no, that, you have to vary it. That's so a, what that's sort of percentage? That's a fair uh, point. Uh, in fact, the graphic that we put on TV said 20% full, 60% length, and 20% short. What it should have been was 60% full, 60% then. 20% length, you know, 20% short. And when you go short, the other thing that very interestingly has sort of cropped up about a lot of these Australians, I mean, Justin Langer said, he's on the commentary team here at the Oval, and he said, I can't believe that, and of course he was former Australia coach, so I can't believe that England and other teams don't bounce the Australians more because a lot of them are vulnerable to the short ball, believe it or not. And there was no short balls bowled, not proper short balls. There were short of a length deliveries, but in that first hour, no short balls bowled. And we saw when they went short, really short, at, uh, for instance, Travis Head, he struggled. Mm. In fact, he was hit on the head uh, once and hit on the body a couple of times. But you, you, when you go short, you've got to be really targeted and it's got to be kind of quite focused. And so I just I just, just think Indian didn't really seem to have precise tactics. And their precision was, was undone by Australian resilience and experience. Mm. So, I mean, did Australia get a bit lucky in that sense that, you know, they lost the toss? Was it, a good, was it actually quite a good toss to lose? Yeah. You think, or was it, was it a really good toss to win and India didn't make the most of it? Yeah. I mean, you know, you often mm. come, you come to something like the Oval and it's green, you think, oh, you know, you, there's a bit of bounce here. Mm. This is, this is going to be bowler's condition. But often the pitch plays a, a little bit better than you, you imagine when it's green. Well, it's a good cricket wicket, I think. And that means it's giving the bowlers a chance but also, if they're offline or length, you can score runs, especially when the ball's a bit softer. I mean, when we got the second new ball tonight, when India got the second new ball, it zipped around yeah, again. Did, yeah. So I think it's a it's a pretty much a new ball pitch. You've got to get it right in that first 10 or 15 overs. And then it flattens out. And especially if the sun comes out, it's quite a nice pitch to bat on. So is it a good toss to lose? If you bowled really well in those 15 overs with the new ball... You could have had a team 40 for five.
I reckon. Right. 40 for okay. four, maybe. Yeah. So I think it was a good toss to win, but the Indian bowlers didn't really properly exploit it. Yeah. I mean, what what you hope for? You win the toss. I mean, someone's going to get some runs at the over normally. You're not going to. You're probably not going to bowl a team out for 80 or 120, are no. you? Someone's going to get in and score yes. some runs. And even the championship this year, teams have lost early wickets, but they recovered and you know got reasonable scores on the board on, on these sorts of surfaces. Actually, we've seen a bit of cricket here at the over, and there has been some green. Um, in the pitch, yeah. so what you what you're hoping for, I suppose, is to you know you're not looking at 120. What you're looking, say, 250, mm. something like that, 250, 280, aren't you? Yeah, and then maybe 300. Yeah, yeah. and then you score 450. You know, mm. when it's better for batting on the on the second or third day. But I mean, that's that's long gone for India now. I mean, mm. Australia got the chance of 500 here, yeah. haven't they? They have, and I, I you know we can look at we can talk about the, the future in, in a minute, but. I feel that the Australian bowls will get a lot more out of this pitch. I mean, I was watching, I was watching them warm up. I was right, standing right on a practice pitch uh, this morning. Scott Boland, who has not played in England before, mm. was looking very potent. He was making them all zip and fly through without much effort, high action. He's all the players say he's somebody who just hits the same spot time after mm. time. We put up his. Uh, six, six for seven against England at, at his favourite MCG uh, as a graphic uh, sort of during the afternoon. I think he's he's going to be licking his lips, especially if it's cloudy. I mean, you know, the forecast the next couple of days is pretty good, but I I, I thought feel that five hundred is going to be it could they could win by an innings. I mean, that's that's a long way ahead. Well, yeah. Also, you know, would they enforce the follow-on? That's the other thing. Yeah. Well, they might, you know. Anyway, that's that's a long that's a long way ahead. Let's let's wait and see what happens in Australia's first innings and India's first innings first. I mean, for today, you're talking about bowling, bowling, looking a threat again, albeit just on the outfield there. But it just feels a little bit like you know, good luck at good luck in England in the Ashes. You know, Smith. I mean. Mm. How are they going to get him out? Travis mm. Head being aggressive. Warner actually, I thought, played quite well this yeah. morning as well, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, he, he, he was a bit strangled, short ball down the leg side. I mean, that can happen to any player, but he, I thought he batted nicely. Mm. He, look, he looked good. Okay, there was no Stuart Broad at the other end, but yeah, he looked he looked pretty convincing. And actually, Shammy bowled well to him mm. as well. I mean, Shammy probably bowled as well as Stuart Broad would have, and Warner got through it. And then, as you say, you know, played decently. And Labuschagne at number three. You know, it just I, I I watch them practice and obviously perform and their dedication, Labuschagne and Smith to the crease, is is exceptional. I, obviously, you know England have got a Joe Root and uh, who has is equally uh, adhesive, but their application, their the way they construct an innings is really impressive. So I I. I Share your concern about <laughs> how England bowl these guys out, and if they start, decide to play on flat wickets, God help. Them. Well, this is you know, I mean, it's a good point. It's the point we made on our last podcast, wasn't it? You know, you'd think that England might want to play on pitches that had just a little bit in them. Anyway, we'll we'll see what they come up with at, at Edgbaston. You mentioned you had Justin Langer on on the ICC feed today. We had Justin Langer on TMS. I got the chance to ask him at one point. I said to him, "Okay." Justin, no one, no one's listening. You're the ex-coach of Australia. You know, you can just tell us. You know, whisper in our ears. How do you get Steve Smith out? And you know, Justin's pretty loquacious, isn't he? He like he likes to chat. He just didn't say anything. He just, he just sat there with his arms folded, completely silent. Um, so he's not giving anything away. But it's possible that even he doesn't know because he did say, "Well, um, I I threw hundreds of balls at him with the you know with the dog thrower." 
hundreds and hundreds of balls when I was Australia coach. And the, the idea is, when you're doing that, it's not just to groove a player, it's to try to get them out, to try to test them, you know, try to nick them off or get through the gate where so I, I just couldn't get them out once. So it's possible that silence was, well, I don't know how to get him out either. And he's the former coach of Australia, um, you know, who would sort of know the inside, you think would know the inside secret, Steve Smith's insecurities possibly. There, I honestly don't think there is a secret, right? I think the secret is you just have to bowl well. You have to bowl well in a, a channel, to use horrible cliche. But as soon as India reverted, they started off trying to bowl fairly straight and he milked them. He was lo- he was loving it, just stepping across his stumps and just working balls off, middle and off, through the leg side, picking up singles, the odd four. And they, they didn't try and bowl that sort of off some, offside channel much. But then they went to that area for a bit and actually did pose him problems. He played and missed a few times. There's an edge that nearly carried to slip. There was a couple of other kind of bits of uncertainty when he was in his sort of 20s, 30s. I think that, in a way, I don't think they need to be too complicated about it. I think they just need to go with that, try and get bowlers on who can move the ball away, predominantly away, with a little bit of nip back. Obviously, the Andersons of this world are are masters at it, and you just got to stick at it. And it's almost out boring, because he's never... He's never going to get fed up. The worst thing you could say to Steve Smith is, you can't bat today, because he would be absolutely in agony if, if you said that. Um, but if you can find a way of just sticking at a plan for long enough, he might just make a mistake. Yeah. Because, oh, in, I mean, India tried, didn't they? They tried, they tried the leg slip, they tried around the wicket, they tried the onside field. Uh, and, you know, teams have tried that before, and he, he just... He's changed, his, he's changed his method a bit. Uh, uh, he doesn't make quite as big an extravagant move across to the offside. And I think he's trying to stay a bit more open so that he can play the pull shot. And he, he was getting into a, a stage where he was so far across to the offside, the only place he could pull the ball was down to fine leg. Whereas now he's got a kind of more balanced position and he can pull the ball in front of square or behind square, so he's got more range. And I just, I, I, I love the balance. I, I mean, I actually did a, a little piece on TV today just exploring how late he plays the ball and the, the lovely positions he gets into. And the interesting thing is, even though he's quite far back on his stumps, he still manages to stay with his weight forward over the ball and plays it right under his nose and it, with such control. It's beautiful to watch. It's, it's quite ugly at times, but actually his balance and positioning is brilliant. Mm, yeah. OK, what about India's team selection? It's, one of the, it's been one of the talking points of the day. I wonder whether it should be. I mean, you, you come to the Oval, it's overcast, it's green pitch. Uh, you, you won here before with the combination that they've come up with for this game, which is Shadal Takra as their fourth seamer and Ravi Jadeja as their only spinner. They beat England here the last time they played them. In the last World Test Championship final down in Southampton, OK, different ground, they played Ashwin and Jadeja. They did play them and they lost. They lost to New Zealand. So I don't know whether that influenced team selection, a bit of history there. Uh, they, they played Ashwin in the past and, it's, it, and it, it didn't work and they left him out and it did work. What about no Ravi Chandran Ashwin in India's lineup today? The number one ranked bowler in the world left out of the World Test Championship final. I would always pick him, but I think that's because I love watching him bowl mm. and I love kind of analysing his different trajectories and flight patterns and so on. And also, of course, he can bat. Uh, 
I think I think Tacker is a, an overrated cricketer personally. You know, they picked him as their fourth seamer all rounder. I just don't think he's. In fact, I don't think Umesh Yadav is that good a bowler either. I, I mean, Umesh Yadav averages thirty. I was surprised it was as low as that. He just bowls uh, uh, too many bad balls. He bowls from absolute jaffers, and then he bowls some some pies as well. So re- they're really relying too much on Siraj and Shami as their wicket takers, and obviously Jadeja as the guy who tries to hold up an end. But I think that. Ravi Ashwin is such a clever bowler who can utilise seaming or spinning conditions, and I, I thought that was a mistake. I would have picked him instead of Shadow Tucker personally. Uh, it probably wouldn't make that much difference on the first day, but I just think Ashwin asks more questions. Mm. Well, the last time Shadow Tucker played a at test match at this ground, he, he did two, well, didn't he? He got two half centuries yeah. and he took three weeks in the match, and they were all top order players. Yeah. Uh, for example, I Joe, know, Ru- Joe Root was one of them. He just yeah. didn't, look at, he, he didn't look on it to me. No. Uh, I don't think he's in much rhythm or anything at the moment. He, I, I would have picked him on or left him out on lack of form mm. for this game. I know he was he's regarded as the sort of Indian beefy, isn't he? And you know, all rounder who kind of changes games and he did that at the Oval a couple of years ago, but I just don't think he's he was right for this for this match because he's just not in much form. Well, Tucker, 18 overs, 2 megs, 1 for 75. He was the most expensive India bowler today. Went at 4.17 runs per over. I'm as easy in hindsight. So, although people, you know, people did say at the time, why is Ashwin not playing? And it was part of the story in the lead-up uh, to the game. Would you have backed Ravi Chandra and Ashwin to have better figures on the first day than 18 overs, 2 megs, 1 for 75? Yes, I would. I, I mean, he might not have taken a, a wicket, but I think he would have been more containing. Mm. So Australia in a really dominant position. I mean, if you said to them at the start of play, well, yeah. if you said that when they were when they were sent in this morning at yeah. ten o'clock, three twenty-seven for three. I think they barely could believe that position. You know, I heard a couple of Indian fans walking out just now, and one of them said, "Oh, you know, Australia will declare at four fifty. Uh, no, <laughs> I think they've got that wrong. <laughs> Well, it's going to be five. five oh, if they keep on going, it's declare, going to be five, not 500, declare. 550. They're not going to declare. Yeah, they keep going, keep going, and just remorselessly, relentlessly uh, chalk up a big score. Though the last time these two teams played, I mean, the, the, India are used to coming up against big scores, but I suppose in their own country, aren't they? The last test time these two teams played, Australia made 480, India responded with 570. So they're used to coming up against big scores, but yeah. those are in. Sort of those home conditions where the pitches perhaps are a bit well, not so much grass I mean, look, on, but lower. The, 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 the morning tomorrow will be interesting because yeah. the, the second new ball certainly did something, and if the the, the the Indians are disciplined enough, they could make inroads. They could take three wickets. They could reduce Australia to three fifty for six or something like that, yeah. and then there is a chance they could bowl them out for four twenty. But I can't. I, I I think it's unlikely. I think it's more likely Australia will get between 450 and 500 and then they can boss the game. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. 
It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. That's the World Test Championship final. Some uh, big news in the England camp uh, this morning that Moen Ali has agreed to come out of Test match retirement uh, to join the squad for the first two Test matches of the summer. Uh, what, what did you think about that? Um, England were keen for him to be part of the squad. I mean, in, in a way, it, it feels like, a, on the face of it, quite an, an obvious move for them to make when, when Jack Leach was ruled out through injury. He's got the experience, although he's not got a great record against Australia, but he hasn't played much Red Bull, well, he hasn't played any Red Bull cricket for like a year and a half, something like that, almost two years, and he didn't go, he said, I don't want to go to Pakistan. What, what about what about that? Um, it's, um, look, I love Moen Ali. He's a brilliant cricketer, great character. Uh, he's, a, he's a box office person as well. I mean, he's always compelling to watch. He hasn't had a great record in the Ashes. I'd he hasn't had any Red Bull cricket. I, I'm i disappointed, really, I think. I would have liked to have tried a new player, a, or relatively new player, a Ryan Ahmed or you know, a Will Jacks or someone like okay, that. OK, hold on, hold on. Before you say I'd like to try a new player, you, you, in a way, you have to say who it is, I think. Well, I would have, I would have picked Ryan Ahmed. Oh, although, okay. although, I mean, funnily enough, Dan Vittori, who's now the Australian assistant coach, who's a former New Zealand player, of course, he said that uh, the word around the Aussie camp was that uh, Ryan Ahmed hasn't had a great time recently with the ball. He's been batting well, but hasn't mm. looked great with the ball. And it sort of looks like there's a few sort of technical things. So maybe the the word around the camp is, the word around the traps is that he's not bowling that well at the moment. He hasn't got great average. I think he's taking six wickets at 54 in championship cricket. So, you know, he's not ripping through them clearly. I just think he had something, you know, that we, we don't want to lose. He, he had that kind of Midas touch, an X factor that he showed in, in Pakistan. Or Will Jacks, uh, who I also like as a cricketer, just has something about him. And he's not as good a bowler, clearly, as Moen. But Moen uh, hasn't really had much influence against Australia in the past. So I sort of feel that I'm, I don't think they needed to do that. And I, it sort of... It reeks to me slightly of desperation, mm. to be honest. Well, well, they are a bit desperate, aren't they? Because they've lost, they've lost their one sort of bank. What they feel is one of their their banker spinner. So you you have to think about what do we do now, and it's something that you know was not un, must have been unexpected for them. Although you know, we we did flag this up a little bit, didn't mm. we, in the podcast after the Ireland Test match? You know, that was a bit strange. While Jack while Jack Leach yeah. was off the field, mm. poor old Jack Leach. I mean, yeah, it's terrible. You know, we it? I feel bad because we were slightly critical of his bowling against Ireland, not knowing what had yeah. actually befallen him, and obviously now uh, the heart goes out to him because he put so much effort mm. in. He's tried so hard for England. He has improved. He's contributed a huge amount. Stokes loves him, and so does everybody. And to be suddenly ruled out with with a, an injury like this is a bitter blow and very unfair. Yeah. But uh, you know, life goes on, I suppose. Yeah. But I feel very sorry for him, actually. Well, international sport is a ruthless business, uh, as India.
found out today. One point you made on our last podcast was about the, the team uh, for Edgbaston. Yeah. You said you actually left Jack Leach out simply mm. because you. But that was based on his bowling against Ireland. Right. Okay. It wasn't based if, on the uh, what you think it might be England's best configuration. No. I, I mean, they if, want those four no, place bowlers if Stokes can't bowl. Look, if you if you think to. Uh, I mean, some of the great uh, Edge Best and Test matches, but obviously 2005 springs to mind, where Shane Warne produced the ridiculous second ball of the century, or the ball of the new century to Andrew Strauss. Obviously, but Warne was a genius. But there, there is potential spin at Edge Baston later in the game. So you do want a spinner if the spin is good. Yeah. Okay. So the. So that might. So my choice of. Four seamers for Edgebaston was based on the fact that I didn't feel in England really had a spinner, or in in the case of Leach, quite good enough to justify his place at Edgebaston with Australia with four left-handers in the top seven. So Moen plays for you then, does he? So Moen would play for me, I think. No. Uh, I think probably I would pick him because he turns the ball away from the bat to left-handers and obviously he can score useful runs. Um, I wouldn't expect a huge contribution from him, but especially if Stokes can't bowl, it is valuable having a spinner if you've got a spinner who can who can bowl mm. decently. So which of those four pace bowlers that you were touting yeah, would leave do, out. do you leave out now? So you, you said Anderson, Broad, Broad Robinson, Wood. Robinson Wood. To me to me, Robinson has to play. Yeah. He's he's almost he's almost England's best bowler, isn't he? Yeah. He's he's sort of, he's, he's moving well, look, forward look, to look, that. Look, maybe it's 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 a simple one. Maybe you play Broad and Robinson with Anderson having had that injury and mm. um, still perhaps, you know, nursing it a little bit, you want him, uh, you know, particularly at Lords, you want him because he's an absolute master bowling from the pavilion in there and it swings around at Lords quite a bit. Uh, Edgbaston not that famous for swing uh, in, in comparison. So maybe you play Broad, Robinson, Wood. You definitely want Wood, don't you? Because you look at someone like Travis Head. Travis, well, actually all the Aussies, Cameron Green, Head, uh, even Warner, they don't, even Smith, actually, you can bounce them and they, they're not sure. Labashane, Labashane has looked vulnerable. So, you know, you definitely want Wood, you definitely want Robinson. I think Broad wins it over Anderson because A, he's been fit. Secondly, he's taken five wickets in the last test. And thirdly, he's got the Wood over David Warner. Mm. So I, I think I'd pick those three. It's not easy, is it? No. <laughs> well, it never has been, and that's the joy of selection, yeah. isn't it? The joy if you, of the fun. If only of you could pick 12. Yeah. Mind you, if, if you could pick 12, you'd, you'd want 13. You'd want 13, wouldn't you? would still be debating it. It, it. It's the nature of sport. Anyway, that that's uh, to come. A great day for Australia uh, at the Oval. Excellent position uh, they are in to, to go on, really forge on in this game and, and build a big score and put some pressure on an Indian batting lineup that you know, hasn't had a well, much red ball practice. Pajara has, he's been playing uh, for Sussex, but most of the rest have been playing in the IPL. And there's that adjustment. I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how Shubman Gill copes because he was brilliant in the IPL. Um, You'll probably, probably nick off first balls. Well, <laughs> I, I hope he doesn't because, yeah. I, I like you, I loved watching him in the mm. IPL and actually I watched him in the nets this morning I've never seen someone time the ball so beautifully. He had some. He was having throwdowns uh, in one of the nets, and they were sh- sh- throwing short of a length balls on about off stump, and he was just punching them effortlessly, and it would have raced to the boundary every time. But his poise and balance and timing was fantastic. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, you pro- what you'll probably end up having is about. Half an hour before the close on the second day, you know, with Australia steaming in with four slips, a short leg, and a gully or something. You know, one one thing I will say is that I watched Steve Smith practice two days ago, 
and he, he looked in horrible touch. Mm. And I actually posted I a couple of that, clips. Yeah. I posted a couple of clips of him playing and missing and edging it and skewing it off the inside edge. I said, horrible net for Steve Smith. He'll probably go and get 200 mm. now. And he might. Yeah, he might. And Travis Head might as well. So one final point, Yoz. Uh, are English supporters just going to be watching Steve Smith bat all summer again? No. No, they're not. <laughs> the, the England will find a way, I hope. OK, well, we'll, we'll cut that little answer out and uh, keep, keep it for the end of the summer and see uh, where we go to. Anyway, that's the first day of uh, the World Test Championship uh, done. Australia in a great position. We'll be back to review uh, the second day for you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Podcast Network. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.